0: Harvard Medical School, the Visiting Research Internship Program, also known as VRIP, is an eight-week mentored summer research program. The program is designed to enrich first- and second-year medical students interested in research and health-related careers, particularly clinical and translational research careers. Each summer, VRIP scholars are paired with a medical school faculty member to conduct a clinical research project and receive mentorship. Past guest and assistant professor of radiology, Dr. Alex Lin of Brigham and Women's Hospital is a longtime time mentor and has returned to Think Research to discuss the relationships between the scholar and research mentor that lasts far longer than one summer. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Lin. Um,
1: Great to have you back. How have you been during this time? Good, thank you very much, Ovi. I really appreciate the opportunity to come back here. it's a difficult time for research, obviously, uh, given the coronavirus and um, the self quarantines that we had to do, so we're all working from home. Um, but uh, yeah. you know we, we're doing the best we can. Um, I think it's been interesting, you know, uh, uh, for those who've listened to my podcast before, um, know that we, we do a lot of work in concussion research, looking at brain metabolism. And uh, obviously, it's a time when no one's getting concussed because there's no one playing sports. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good thing, right? Um, yes, exactly. But uh, you know, so you know, it's been interesting. We've had to pivot in certain ways. Um, so one of the things, unfortunately, is that uh, you know there's a rise of uh, domestic violence um, due to everyone having to stay, mm. you know, uh, with their abusers. Uh, and so you know, we're kind of using that to to look at uh, some additional research uh, in that area. But you know, we just do what we can uh, to try to keep things moving forward. So you're
0: part of the Visiting Research Internship Program. Um, How did you get involved with that program? And maybe you can tell us a little bit about the program first and then
1: how you became Hmm. involved. So the Harvard College Program, uh, actually, I I think at the time that I uh, uh, had joined it, uh, was actually a two-part program. There was the Visiting Research Internship Program and then the uh, Summer Clinical Translational Research Program. Right. The V. What we call it, um, uh the V R I P program, uh, was recruiting um, medical students, and the uh, S C O T R P program was recruiting uh, college level students. Uh, and you know, I think it's a program that's just fantastic in, in that it obviously the aim is to try to give opportunities to those students who normally wouldn't necessarily have uh, these kind of opportunities. So. Um, you know, a lot of the students re, re, you know, recruited from unrepresented um, minority populations, um, from schools that obviously focus on on um, those kind of students. Uh, but I mean, I you know, I, I want to emphasize that um, by all means, these are the highest caliber students um, that go okay. through the program, um, and so it's uh, it's just really giving an opportunity for those people who, um, you know, are recognized by the program to have great promise to to fulfill that promise, and so it's a, it's really just a fantastic program. Uh, to be part of.
0: Um, and how did you get involved in the program and what brought you to be a mentor and then even to continue to be part of the program?
1: Yeah, that's an easy one. Um, so I, I've always been a part of summer uh, internship programs, uh, you know, as a mentor uh, in my previous um, uh, previous lab. And so when I came to Boston, um, you know, in 2009, I very quickly looked to see, okay, what kind of opportunities are here? And the Harvard College program was certainly one of the ones that was one of the premier opportunities to, to be a mentor. And of course, uh, you know, getting a chance to meet Carol Martin. Carol Martin was the director of the RIP and SC2RP program um, and um, sadly passed away last year, uh, which is a great loss uh, to the program. And I, I mean, I think, I certainly hope that what she established in the program will, will certainly be carried on. The seminars that she would hold for students, um, I think was was so important. but. You know what? What I think set apart Harvard, besides those aspects of it, um, you know, what really set Harvard College apart was Carol's touch. Um, she was just, yeah, you know, she was so very, very passionate uh, about these students and cared so much about how they're progressing. Um, you know, you know, there are all these kind of programs do sometimes midterm review, um, and and that's that's fine and dandy. Um, but you know, Carol would come in. She would sit down with me for an hour um, to talk about what's going on with the student, um, and mm. then we would uh, sit down with the student for another like thirty minutes or so just to go over what we had discussed. And that it was a very you know, it was it was such an in-depth um, review of students. I couldn't get away with just like, oh yeah, she's doing fine. We're done. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Carol would definitely allow that, not allow that. Um, she would really get into the details of. You know all the students, their histories and and stuff like that. That you know, you know, certainly helps me better understand what's going on with the student. I mean, we never really had any major issues. Um, and, and I gotta say, the, <laughs> the the icing on all that was that she'd always bring. She she was an amazing cook. Um, yes, she was. Uh, as a baker, she was just you know <laughs> unsurpassed. And she would bring these little lemon squares to our meetings. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you, you know, I could go on for hours with her. You know, talking <laughs> and, and just you know, eating those lemon squares. That was just that was that was just fantastic um, so I think you know, that's that's another aspect of the program uh, I certainly will miss uh, uh, that's that's gonna be a hard one to replace can you talk about
0: what some of the overall aims of the VRIP program are I know you talked about um, who you're recruiting and where they are coming from but what are what do you you know want them to achieve what's the end goal of them being in this program yeah that's
1: a great question I and obviously the the of all internship programs the idea is to give them an experience that will be of benefit to them um, in the future and help them you know move decide on you know what what their future in research is going to be uh, and introduce these students to what research is like uh, and i think that's you know can be done on really multiple levels and this is what the harvard college program does so very well uh, is that they really prepare the students to be in this kind of environment now. It's it's it can be very intimidating, mm. as you can imagine, coming from, um, you know, in an environment uh, where the, these opportunities might not exist, and it's only be thrust in the, right. the so-called Harvard world. But um, and you know, it, it can be intimidating. Um, but I think the Catalyst program does a wonderful job preparing them. Um, I, I think one aspect of the program that I've always really appreciated was um, how they um, how Miss um, Martin would. You know, talk to them a little about like professional um, communication, uh, how to how to dress, you know, how to write emails. I mean, these all sound like little things, but they're actually they make a really big difference. Right. And so these seminars that she would have throughout the entire program would help build these things. You know, how to you know you know manage your. Uh, time and, and how to do, you know, and the more basic stuff like, you know, how do you do research um, uh, uh, through literature searches, how do you do statistics, those kind of things. All of these things were, were really important aspects that they built into the program that right, right. provides, you know, structure and, and um, you know, that for, for the students. The end product of all this is students have to give a presentation in Gordon Hall and for those people who may not be familiar with Gordon Hall, it is uh, the center of the Harvard Medical School campus. It is this big, massive ball um, uh, conference room with this dark mahogany, you know, type furniture, um, and you have uh, all along the walls the, the previous past presidents of of Harvard all staring down at you. It is probably one of the most intimidating environments you could possibly be in, um, and and but that's so that's, that's exactly what this program is like, right? I mean, it's it's a challenge these students to put them in situations that um, you know, they certainly wouldn't be put in before and and to, to allow them to, to flourish in that environment. And so they all give, uh, you know, 15 minute talks, uh, 15 or 20 minute talks, uh, have a question and answer where we always have, you know, several of the um, faculty there to, uh, you know, quiz the students and, and they all just do such a fantastic job. And of course, at the end of it all, there's this beautiful spread of all this gorgeous food that that she, um, that Carl put out for us. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we get to, relax afterwards and and congratulate the students on their effort and it really is such a wonderful culmination of the program because um it just demonstrates the the great achievements that these these students have made and to be honest if you can give a talk at gordon hall you can give a talk anywhere else (laughs) you know it's it's really one of those great um, experiences that really prepares a student um, for their futures that's fantastic um, and now with a little bit
0: more of that information, can we go back to talking about your past mentees? And I want to make sure that I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Sei is what you all were calling him, his nickname? Yeah,
1: so yeah. Ulusei yeah. o- is his full first name. Olu-Sae. But uh, we call him Sei. The, okay. yeah. It was in 2010 that I had my first student, um, Olusayi Um And, you know, you really couldn't start off with a better kind of experience. Um, yeah. So Luce or Sei, as we, we call him, um, was a student uh, at uh, Howard, um, Howard uh, Medical School at the time. So he was part of the VRIP program. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was also a U.S. Navy um, uh, cadet at the time. You couldn't ask for a more polite, hardworking, and just brilliant young student. And you uh, know, to this day, you know, we, we continue to keep in touch. And... Um, it, it was just such a fantastic experience. Um, you know, we, he ended up doing some work in concussion research. The research that he did focused on um, our veterans uh, coming back from wars in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, and he was measuring brain chemistry uh, and looking at the changes. One of the big problems coming back from the war that certainly he recognized um, was that uh, you have this, um, Problem that you have both brain injury uh, as, you know, due to IED blasts or or those kind of uh, you know instances that occur in battle. And then the PTSD, the post-traumatic stress uh, that they get from the experience, uh, you know, have, having IED go off and perhaps killing a, a fellow um, soldier. And so, you know, the, the that um, makes it difficult to treat the subject appropriately because you don't know how much of their injury is due to, uh, you know, brain injury versus post-traumatic stress. Um, and I think having say, being a U.S. naval officer really helped provide us insight for us in terms of understanding, you know, what is it like to be a soldier? Um, and, and you know, for researchers uh, who have no military uh, you know, personal experience, then this, this kind of right. stuff is right. really just valuable in helping us inform us. Um, he went on to, to do, um, to be a, a naval flight surgeon. Uh, and then is now uh, uh, at the Naval Medical Center in San Diego, Balboa. Uh, and so, yeah, very proud of him, just uh, recently married and uh, doing a, just doing fantastic work over there. Uh, yeah, so say was, was fantastic. Um, and like I said, I, I really had low expectations after that, because I like, how do you possibly beat someone like that? Uh, but then we had uh, Anna Kadanis, um and she came from the, uh, University of New Mexico. Uh, so she was a college student. This was part of the SCTRP program. Um, and you know, this is again, was just an amazing student. Um, Anna came to us, you know, very quiet and, and you know, um, probably a little bit intimidated initially when she entered the program, but boy did she blossom. Um, you know, we started her on one project uh, in, in Alzheimer's disease and then, about three weeks into the program, she's like, "Okay, I'm done. What, what's next?" <laughs> you know, this is a person who really had no experience before research, and all of a sudden, she, you know, it's just she was just fantastic, and ended up finishing three projects in the time this year. So she looked at Alzheimer's disease, schizophrenia, and um, wow. uh, and, and brain injury uh, during her time here. So, um, you know, it was fantastic to see someone also that um, you know I, I've kept in touch with. Uh, and, you know, uh, she invited me later on to um, go back to, to go to her university at uh, New Mexico University uh, to give a talk to the RISE program, which is sort of an equivalent uh, summer internship program. And, you know, it was it was a real eye opener to see, um, you know, sort of the, the kind of environment that she came from and to see her rise uh, through that, uh, the challenges of that environment uh, is really just incredible. Um, and that to me is, I think, um, you know, one aspect of the program, um, that you take these students, uh, that again, you know, might not necessarily have these opportunities and really push them to, to do new and great things. And, and Anna, Anna has certainly done that. She's, she's now, um, I know, I think last time we spoke was, had been concerned, you know, was looking at graduate school and, um, had gone abroad, uh, to do studying and teaching. Um, and, you know, this is, from someone who never left you know New Mexico the confines of her city you know, <laughs> in the past you know right. eighteen years of her life. And, and all of a sudden, because of the Harvard callous experience, I think gave her the confidence and the and, and the knowledge of, of how to you know be more independent and um, and achieve the goals that uh, that she wants to set out for herself. Right. That is amazing to hear about
0: both of those mentees you've had. And what do you think I know we talked about? You know the overall program, what the aims and the goals are, but what do you think the students have gained from the program? I know you've you've talked about Ana and Sei, um, and are there any other things that you think they've gained from the program? I think there's so um, there there's so much richness in what you were talking about, about even the skills that uh, Carol was teaching them about. You know how do you write an email? The professionalism aspect of this, but um, are there any other things that you would add that they've gained from the program?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think everyone obviously try. You know, takes a little, a little bit something different from the program. But um, you know, one of one of the my favorite stories um, is is of Malcolm Reed, who um, was also a um, SCTRP program. He was a Princeton University student, uh, and he came into our program. Was you know, we started him first on you know a kind of medically related. Uh, program and then we realized he actually had some some strong programming skills and so we said well you know we've we've been having this real issue with our post-processing that it was taking hours to to process our data you know maybe there's a way we can automate it and and speed it up and he took that on in a major way and you know took uh our data processing which was taking like like i said hours down to minutes uh by automating a lot of the procedures and and we were just blown away by that and i think you know from from his standpoint uh and i have to say I'm, i'm a little apprehensive saying this online because um, you know I'm, I'm sure his parents had idea. I mean, he had goals to initially go to medical school. Um, his yeah. father was a surgeon, um, and he just did a complete 180 and and applied for uh, computer science uh, oh, school. Nice. So, you know, I, I you know, I'm not sure what his parents think about it, but I certainly was really proud of the fact that you know the experience that he had was so. Defining uh, that he decided to completely switch careers, um, and and now you know he's actually uh, uh, over at Google, um, developing oh, software for them. Sense. So you know he's certainly done very well for himself, uh, and you know I'm really proud to say that you know you know I think his Harvard capitalist experience helped contribute to that um, those those decisions. Wow, that's incredible. And, you know, even through all of these past
0: mentees you're talking about, you keep talking about those, this lasting mentor-mentee relationship and that you're keeping in touch with them. Um, why? Why Why do you do that? Why is there continuity in it? I think, um, uh, you know, full disclosure, we all had a conversation before and and I really loved how you were talking about how you keep in touch with your mentees and even through this strange time how you're keeping in touch with the people who you may regularly work with and and why is that important to you and why do you continue to do that
1: yeah i I mean i think that's the aspect the you know if you were to ask me what do i get away uh, what do i get from this whole experience that's exactly that it's the opportunity Mm -hmm. to just you know be with these great minds these great young minds and, and watching them grow is probably the most amazing thing um, you know, to, to a mentor, right? Is that you get a chance to see how they've developed. Um, you know, uh, For example, I think uh, Grace Ahn was uh, a part of our STRP program in 2016. Uh, you know, she went on to, um, uh, she was at the time uh, at Cornell University, she ended up going to NIH to, to do research. We kept in touch there because we happened to be in the same building where that I was at, at, at NIH, uh, when I had done my um, internship over there. Uh, and then she went on to do a Fulbright scholarship, uh, and, um, then went to UCSD medical school. So, I mean, you know, just watching her grow through all those different steps and supporting her in as m- many ways I can, like, you know, I, you know, I helped uh, write the uh, lead recommendation for both her Fulbright and for medical school, um, and to, you know, guide her through what my experience at NIH, uh, that's all been just fantastic. Um, and you know, it's, it's just the opportunity to to be with these kind of students and watch them grow uh, through years um, that, uh, you know, is the, the, the kind of benefit of, of being a part of the uh, Harvard College program.
0: Wow, that is amazing.
1: So, I mean,
0: obviously for all of us this year is looking very different um, given everything that is going on with COVID and, and just rethinking how we are working and living and, um, interacting with each other. So what does this year's program look like?
1: Yes, so it will definitely be uh, a different, uh, a very big challenge obviously. Uh, I think um, one will be starting very much later than I think we normally do Um, and Mm. two uh, because we're we're still trying to minimize the amount of interaction that is occurring and you know it's still I think unknown at this point exactly uh, how things will be handled. We're, We're trying to do as much as we possibly can remotely um, and you know that's that's very challenging because um, I, obviously the the whole point of these kind of internships is the interaction um, right. between the student, you know the student and the mentee, uh, mentor I'm sorry, men, mentor and mentee. And um, that's uh, very difficult when it's when it's um, you know just doing it all remotely. Um, you know, one of the things I'm hoping we we do, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, um, <clears throat> one of the things I like to do, to try to maintain at least the, the social aspects of all this is we do a daily, uh, what we call tea time, uh, three oh, where uh, I'm, I just keep Zoom open mm-hmm. and anyone can wander in and chat with me about anything they want. It doesn't have to be about work. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's that kind of thing to, you know, cause in my lab, that's, that's what I have. I have an open door policy. Um, and so students can always feel free to kind of wander in and talk to me and chat with me about anything. Um, you know any questions that they had and that kind of thing. And I think that's that's really important to to try to maintain that in any way possible uh, So our, this is our our zoom way <laughs> of doing it. Of course, I'm always available by email and phone and everything like that as well but um, yeah, that I mean, I think those are the kind of things we have to do to try to maintain the um, the social aspects of uh, the internship program and so uh, It'll be will be interesting to see how, how well it goes this year, but we're hoping that we'll get a student and and uh, and be able to, to move forward with them on that. That's fantastic.
0: Um, and you know, I think throughout this whole conversation, you uh, really highlighted the importance of mentorship. And I just want to ask, what, in your opinion, why is it so important to have mentorship in a clinical and translational research career? Um, it, it sounds very much like it's a critical component of it, and I just wanted to know your perspective on why it's so important.
1: Absolutely. I, I think, you know, uh, especially for a lot of the VRIP students that have come through the program, um, they may not necessarily have thought about a career in research, um, and, you know, uh, you know you're know, you already busy as it is as a medical student, so uh, to have them have this experience, I think, is really important um, to show them you know the, the why. Why research is important, and, and of course, try to encourage them to to go on to do that. Um, oh, cool. And and we've seen that. I I think um, you know uh, we've had we have a number of different students that have come through our program. Um, Mohammed Mohammed, Matt Enrique, um, Hamali Panchal, uh, Abraham Isaac. They were all part of the VIP program. They were all medical students, and you know they've gone on to do great things. Um, you know, some of them, you know, obviously they all continue um, in in their mm-hmm. line of uh, medicine. Um Mohammed, for example, is an ER doc now at Sonybrook. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but you start seeing, you know, we do see them start doing some, a lot of great research experience. Like Walter, um, mm-hmm. Walker Keenan was a student in the sc 2 rp program, uh, went to UCSF uh, for medical school, and then yeah, eventually to Yale uh, now uh, for his, he's a resident in psychiatry. And all through that process, mm-hmm. you can see, you know, how, he has done research, you know, in, in various groups. Matt Enrique uh, was at Albert Einstein, and he, you know, was, um, you know, had a special elective. And so he actually ended up, you know, in 2017, uh, coming back, he, he was initially in the program in 2015, to do, you know, some additional research with us. And I, it's, you know, great to encourage that kind of um, interaction and, and allow them to continue doing research, and we always encourage that. And we have another, uh, Amali Pachal, more recently in 2017, where she continued to work with us and ended up getting a publication out of it, right, Her first authorship uh, in ice hockey uh, concussion. Um, and so, um, you know, it, it is really great to be able to continue these relationships and um, uh, hopefully encourage them to, to do research and see why it's important in their own clinical career uh, to be able to translate a lot of this kind of, you know, knowledge into clinical practice. And those are, they're obviously, they're the best person people to, to do that kind of work.
0: Right.
1: That is fantastic.
0: Well, thank you, Dr. Lin, for joining us again. It is always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Um, And we hope you stay well through this time. You
1: too as well. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate us on iTunes and help us spread the word about the amazing research taking place across the Harvard community. To learn more about the guests on this episode, visit our website catalyst.harvard.edu/thinkresearch.